0: Welcome to another episode of failing success. I'm your host, Chad Kalecki with cosmic design today on the show. We have Nicholas Louisi, his company is called sales performance team. And what they do is they help increase your sales and build your sales teams. So Nicholas, thanks for being on the show today.
1: Chad, thank you so much for having me. A lot of respect for all the work you're doing and
0: love your audience. Thanks Nicholas. So how did you get into this business? Great question. And so
1: I'll take a couple steps back, I was working for a private equity owned company by the name of GKSC. And some of your listeners may know Dan Kennedy, he's a guru when it comes to information marketing, marketing, direct response marketing, Russell Brunson now owns that company. But while it was private equity owned, we would teach entrepreneurs and small business owners, much like you how to really increase their marketing, right, how to do better on getting lead flow in to their businesses and, and subsequently increase their sales. But the one thing we saw is they all struggled with how do I implement a sales team or a salesperson or just a sales process. So it's bigger than just me as the entrepreneur, me as the small business owner. And so we created these workshops to teach them how to create a sales process, how to hire salespeople, how to manage salespeople, how to create KPIs. So really, in essence, an entire sales program. We had a lot of success with it, Chad. They paid us a lot of money. And I started saying, you know what? There's a business here. Fast forward to 20, when I kind of put everything out in the open, I launched the firm. It just grew it through referrals. I've been blessed. I really haven't had to go to market. We also have a sales agency where we do sales for some select clients. And so people are hiring us and my team to sell for them so it's just been a roller coaster and whirlwind over the past three to four years and it really kind of came from the demand of small businesses that we worked with we worked with about eight to ten thousand small businesses and sales teams were always something that they struggled
0: so how many years have you had this business now this business is going
1: on four years old and when I owned a previous business, I did this type of work also for my clients back in 2008 to 2010. So I've been in this space for about 10 years.
0: Can you talk about the importance of having a sales playbook? It's critical.
1: Every small business owner needs to have a sales playbook a proven and repeatable sales process, so they are not beholden to a sales team or a salesperson. If they're thinking about exiting their business, the potential buyer knows that you have SOPs and processes in place in the sales playbook. Not only will you increase your valuation, but it will put the potential owners at ease. So it's mission critical. Most entrepreneurs kind of just do it and they do it intuitively. And so we have to sit down with them and translate what's in their minds and things that they intuitively know about the sales process and map it out. And then we train their sales team to implement it. So it's mission critical, want to grow. It's the most important thing you could do in your business besides getting your lead generation down. That's step number one is lead generation, then kind of putting a, proven and repeatable sales process in. That's step two. And the other thing that we found with the research that we did in private equity, when we looked at small to mid-sized businesses, there was one common denominator to get them above a million dollars in sales. And that one common denominator is having a salesperson, at the very least, if not a sales team in place. So if your audience wants to scale above a million, which everybody does, right? That kind of is our benchmark. Put a sales team in. But you can't put them in. You need to set them up for success. Right now, you and I are speaking. It's in the middle of March. My favorite is March Madness, right? The NCAA tournament. If any of your listeners are basketball fans, they're constantly creating a playbook. They're constantly creating a plan how they're going to play each team. And they're adjusting it. Right. That gets adjusted in real time at timeouts at halftime. Right. And that's the same thing with your business. You can't just create it once and set it and forget it. You have to constantly be adjusting it because messaging changes. Economic forces change. Your prospects have different things going on in their mind. It was much easier to sell two years ago than it is today right? So now we have to have a different messaging. VP, Silicon Valley Bank, changed a lot of the ways that people are thinking about financing and getting access to capital. So we have to constantly be updating our sales playbook.
0: Are there a few key things you like to see in every sales playbook? Yeah, ideal customer profile. I don't think anybody spends enough
1: time on that. They just say everybody's our customer or they have very broad frames of who their customers are. So we go 10 steps deep on your ideal customer profile. And some of it may be coming from background of marketing, but really understanding who they are. And you may have three or four different ideal customer profiles And so understanding the messaging or the talk tracks of how to really connect with those folks, the the important questions to ask. So that's the first thing, and most people just kind of whip through that. That's mission
0: critical. So when they're crafting these profiles, how do you go about pulling that information out?
1: We ask a ton of questions, right? In our business, it's ABC, always be curious, right? So we just go deep and deep and deep. And we don't just ask three questions, we ask 12 to 15 questions, right? And so it's really trying to understand who their audience is, what they listen to. Are they fans of this podcast? Are they fans of Joe Rogan's podcast or various other podcasts, right? So we go deep. Where are they hanging out? What do they do? How do they speak? What languages do they talk? Do they talk the language of finance in their business? Do they talk the language of operations in their business? So we go deep, 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 as deep as we possibly can. And I think that's one of the things that
0: we that sets us
1: apart from others.
0: Well, I think it's a good point that if you get very specific with who your customer is, well, now you can sell them something. 100%. You can enter
1: into the conversation in their mind if we quote Robert Collier, and that's the only way that you're going to sell them something know who they are, know what drives them, what motivates them, what their fear is, what keeps them up at night. We always say, what are the three conversations that they're having? One is at the dinner table with their spouse. Two is in their head when they self-talk and three o'clock in the morning when they're pacing the house and really worried. And you have to know those conversations and you have to know what their motivations are.
0: That's a really good point. So along this path of building this business, has there been any major obstacles you've encountered?
1: Every, every, every major problem and mistake, you name it. And I've done it. I've learned from them and I try to coach others not to deal with it. So that's why I really love the work you guys do on this podcast is really kind of saying, what should you work out for? And so the one thing that happened, and sometimes I'd say I'd even fire myself. If I did this as a salesperson is not filling the pipeline 24 seven, right? Sometimes in the business. It becomes more of a, I've got a lot of projects and everybody on my team is working. And therefore I forget to constantly fill the pipeline, doing things like this, i.e. being on podcasts, sending out emails, going out and meeting with people, if it's a networking type of business, but doing something, if not many things every day to constantly keep things full. Second thing is, pricing too low i priced in the beginning i priced a lot of my services far too low and then as you start getting so watch margin right be be fanatical about profit and margin and i think also those customers that pay the higher rate are much easier to deal with right the old analogy is the $5000 customer asks for 15000 questions guarantees the $50000 customer just asks where do i send the check right and so Focus on your profit, focus on your pricing, fill the pipeline every day and be maniacal about managing your outsourced people, right? So I use copywriters, been burnt by a couple of them. I used people that I thought were really good because maybe they were positioning themselves on Facebook as being bigger than they were, or more profitable than they were.
0: So vet everybody. I think a big mistake that you see a lot of entrepreneurs make is they focus too much on their top line numbers and not the bottom line. Amen, Chad. Amen. What do they say?
1: Revenue is for your vanity, profits for your sanity. There you go. So focus on profit. I can't say it enough, and I think you articulated it so
0: well. It sounds like you've done that. You started focusing on those high-dollar clients. Maybe there's less of them, but guess what? You probably have more free time, and you make the same amount, if not more money.
1: It's just more enjoyable. It really is. I mean, I did this back when I owned my advertising agency, and the marketing was too quick to cut price or just to get the sale, and it became exhausting. And I actually brought a partner in to focus on the profitability and the systems and the processes and all that, because he was more operational, thoughtful, and I was more of front door. And the business changed on a dime when we started focusing on profit. And it's freeing to walk away from clients that don't want to pay you what you're worth. I know it's scary, especially if some of your business listeners are just starting out or they just need every nickel, but you have to get above that. The messages you send out into the universe is I am worthy of these high prices you could provide more value, you could provide more service.
0: You get them more results
1: by doing that.
0: Do you recommend they do that from day one, or is that after they've kind of gotten into a certain level? That's a great question,
1: Chad. It's a really good question. I think you said it at I think you said it at day one, and that sends out the message to the marketplace. that I'm not for everybody, right? Tiffany is Tiffany. Louis Vuitton is Louis Vuitton. I'd love to be able to drive the high end Bentley but it may be out of my, so there's a way to do it. And I think it sets the tone from day one and it's easier occasionally to run maybe a pricing account, right? Or a call it something to get a certain client in the door because you really want to work with them, but keep your prices high and keep your profit high. Know where you want to go with a profit margin and bake that in.
0: Do you have a recommendation on how often that discount type of structure should be offered? Wouldn't do it more than once a quarter. I think every now and then you're doing that. If you're a information
1: marketer or content provider, you could do it a little bit more frequently. So I just think it's what's the ebb and flow of your business. What's the ebb and flow of your cash book, uh, cash flow. And maybe sometimes every now and then you have to run a sale, right? It's not uncommon to have post seasonal sales in retail. So just look at your business and treat your customer's business that way to know when their ebbs and flows are. If you're selling B2B, do they have downsides?
0: So Nicholas, if one of our listeners wanted to reach out to you or to your company, how would they do so?
1: Well, thank you very much for that. They could just shoot me an email, which is, Nick at salesperformanceteam.com. They could give me a call 847 232 or they could find me on Facebook, Nicholas Louisi, or on LinkedIn, I think it's Nicholas Louisi also. Also sales performance team has a Facebook page as well as a LinkedIn page. So I try to cover everything. I'm even on Instagram, I banned TikTok after yesterday, but other than that, we try to be access to everybody.
0: Well, thank you, Nick, for being on the show and thank you everybody for listening to another episode of Failing to Success. I'm your host, Chad Kalecki from Cosmic Design. Make sure to like, comment, and subscribe, and we'll see you next time.